Howdy, folks. Welcome to A Green Way Forward. I'm your host, David Cobb, where we have weekly conversations on building nonviolent, independent, revolutionary political power. Happy New Year. 2018 looks to be uh, an exciting year full of transitions and opportunities. Those opportunities are happening, however, because we are in crisis. Let's actually just acknowledge and own the fact that we are in the not crisis is not coming. Uh, we are literally watching ecological failure, political failure. We are watching uh, an economic system in decline. Interlocking crises are beginning to happen. We are in fact, and they're not coming, they're here getting worse. They're going to continue unless and until we interrupt them. Uh, Michael O'Neill, executive producer of A Green Way Forward, and I are both absolutely committed. We believe that it is not only possible but necessary to literally restructure this society. We need new social, political, and economic institutions. Uh, we can build those institutions. Uh, it is going to have to happen because ordinary people like you, like me, actually learn to build a new society within the shell of the old. We want to normalize the conversation for revolutionary change. We believe revolutions happen as a matter of process, but also because people are intentionally and deliberately trying to create them. One of the jokes that I sometimes say is, you know how revolutions happen? Because revolutionaries make them. But that joke only works if you recognize that it takes moments of opportunity, moments of transition, moments of crisis that actually allows us to do that. We believe, Michael and I and many others believe that we are in such a moment. Uh, and so we are doing our best to absolutely move forward on that. I do want to remind you that our audience is growing for a green way forward. I invite you to share, however you're listening or watching this, share the live stream, share the podcast. However you're hearing it, let's continue to build our network. I do want to share you, with you the very exciting uh, information that we now have an independent website called A Green Way Forward. You can reach us at agreenwayforward.com. Please go to that website to sign up for upcoming episodes. It'll give you not only that platform, it'll give you an uh, opportunity to decide if you want to get this by live video, if you want to get a video after the broadcast, if you'd like an audio podcast. All you need to do is subscribe and tell us how you want to receive it. The other thing it allows you to do is to suggest topics, to suggest hosts, if something was said or done that you don't think that I went deep enough on or you want to challenge me, uh, it gives us an opportunity to actually do that as well. Obviously, uh, on the live stream, it is absolutely possible for you to continue to ask questions, make comments. Michael O'Neill will continue uh, to uh, go through that. will be sharing with me, so we'll be able to do that as well. Uh, and already both Soren and Cynthiana have actually come in. So I want to remind you, share this, however you're hearing it. But also, if you're watching live, uh, to use the opportunity to ask a question or make a comment. To that end, Soren has written in to ask, what about an alliance with other third parties in a coalition? 
seems like the libertarians agree with us on many issues and we are not being strategic. So Soren, I really thank you for pushing us and me and Green Party leadership to be thinking about that. I also want to put into the mix the reality of the movement for a new party, uh, which was formerly uh, draft Bernie for a new party. I want to put into the mix the progressive independent party. The reality is that what we're seeing is a lot of activity, a lot of motion. I want to acknowledge, uh, Soren, that there are people who are questioning the dominant two-party system. Uh, historically, what we see is that support collapses on election day because you can't coalesce around issues and because people are scared of, quote, wasting their vote. Now, I think that it's important to recognize uh, that I don't think that we can ideologically uh, converge the Libertarian and the Green Party because the Green Party absolutely agrees with the Libertarians in an anti-imperialist perspective. We absolutely agree with Libertarians that there should be uh, an ability to access both the debates and the ballots to be able to bring our ideas forward. But, for example, the Libertarian Party, for the most part, disagrees with us that the global climate crisis uh, is happening or that there is a governmental role to play in addressing it. Uh, in addition to that, uh, the Libertarian Party disagrees with our commitment to health care as a fundamental human right and that the government would be a place for it. So all I'm getting at is that I don't think that a, uh, a coalition party makes sense with the Libertarians, but I absolutely agree that working on access to the ballots, uh, working on the potential for some sort of independent, uh, citizen-driven uh, debate commission, a, an independent uh, people's process to investigate election integrity. So there are lots of ways that we could and should be working closely with the Libertarian Party. And I think that uh, the Green Party's National Steering Committee uh, is actually exploring many of those. So here at A Green Way Forward, we are not the Green Party. We, however, are proud members of the Green Party. And I think that you're absolutely right that we are not being strategic enough either at the national level or often at the local level. And that's why I think that it's important to think about looking at models like the Richmond Progressive Alliance in Richmond, California, or here where I live, the North Coast People's Alliance. And I'll ask Michael uh, to put northcoastpeoplesalliance.org into the comment stream. Uh, it, so that people can take a look at that if you're interested. Cynthiana writes in to say, Happy Green New Year. Let's make this a year when the people take back their power from the 1% establishment. Cynthia, thank you so much for that and that word of encouragement, because I do believe that we are actually closer than ever to be able uh, to build these kinds of organizations and to build disruptive power. So not just building institutions and organizations, which is absolutely critical, but also to be looking at moments, the kind of whirlwinds, and I'm making a shout out to a book called This Is, Not, this is an Uprising, uh, which I found to be incredibly helpful. I think that we may do a session either bringing the author in or maybe we just sort of uh, talk about that particular book. And Michael O'Neill, executive producer, and I might play with some ways where we can use new technologies to actually be able to do this sort of thing. John writes to ask, 
is the Green Party really for everybody? You know, John, it's a great question. The short answer is no, uh, not unless you can agree with the four pillars of the International Green Party movement, which is a commitment uh, to ecology and ecological sustainability, a commitment to social and racial justice, which means new systems. Uh, it also means a commitment to genuine grassroots democracy, uh, where people who are impacted by decisions actually have the authority to make those decisions, coupled with the fourth pillar, which is the concept and the idea of a commitment to nonviolence. Because we know that having racial and social justice, having real democracy, uh, having uh, ecological sustainability, those would in fact require revolutionary change. And we believe uh, that there is a commitment to nonviolence. Now I wanna be clear and remind us that nonviolence is not the same thing as pacifism. Uh, you can be a pacifist and in the Green Party, but you don't have to be. You have to simply be committed to nonviolence, which means not using violence as an affirmative political tool, uh, but you can still believe, as I do, in the concept of self-defense and the defense of others. So no, I don't think that the Green Party is for everybody. I do think that the Green Party is a place where the overwhelming majority of people could actually be participating, uh, but uh, I don't think it's uh, for everybody. Uh, Michael writes in to say, Eric Rydberg for Secretary of State in California. So Michael, thanks for writing in with that shout out. Uh, and Eric Rydberg, you just got a shout out on a Greenway Forward in 2018. Uh, Eric Rydberg is running for Secretary of State in California. Uh, Mike Feinstein is also running for Secretary of State uh, on the Green Party ticket. So we have uh, two Greens who are actually uh, moving forward. So we want to uh, thank them both for being able to run. I am absolutely working uh, very closely with Eric Rydberg. Eric is an indigenous person. Uh, Eric is also, uh, I am happy to say, the spokesperson for the Green Party of California. He's a personal friend. Uh, he's somebody who I am completely inspired uh, by uh, and, and do, in fact, support him. Uh, Molly writes in to ask, who can or how can we get more Democrats to join the Green Party? You know, Molly, it's a great question, and I want to actually address it, but address it head on by saying this. I am less interested in trying to think about how we get more, quote, Democrats to join the Green Party than I am in saying, how do we grow the Green Party? And I'm not being coy because it's an important point. I believe that the growth of the Green Party is going to come from two sources. Uh, one, progressive Democrats who have come to realize that the Democratic Party leadership is part of the problem, that the, the Democratic Party leadership is actually a counter-revolutionary force, uh, that, that the ability to work through the Democratic Party to make systemic transformational change is not going to happen. What that means is I am very clear that there are rank and file members of the Democratic Party that I do want to win over, uh, and I am working diligently to try to do that. However, if they're not willing to leave the Democratic Party, I will work on issues, I'll work on uh, ideas where we can make common ground, but if somebody is not willing 
to leave the Democratic Party, then they're not ready to join the Green Party. However, I do try to make the Green Party a welcoming place for Democrats when they're ready to shift and change. The other big grouping, however, I think is the overwhelming percentage of the people who don't identify with either the Republican or the Democratic Party. Uh, the I didn't vote and don't care about either the Democratic or Republican Party is a place where we can grow as well. And I want to be a welcoming place for that as well. I don't believe that the Green Party is or should be the, the Democratic Party, like a, a more left or more progressive version of the Democratic Party. I think we are, in fact, a new paradigm. So, Molly, the way we get more people to join the Green Party is to be honest about what we're trying to do, to be candid and clear, to have a culture where we engage in real, honest political discourse and, and debate with one another, but do it in an open, loving, comradely fashion. One of the things that I see way too often uh, in the Green Party specifically, but on the left generally, and that is a kind of power over dominator politics where we're really looking for ways to get over uh, or proving that we're right. And I'd like the Green Party to actually be something different. Uh, a political party to be sure, but a party of a different kind. Uh, John asks a follow-up that says, are you going to discuss economic class or is this another form of liberal divide and conquer? Look, uh, John, uh, I absolutely believe that class is, ab is essential. I do talk about class. I believe that one of the things that we've got to do is actually build a class consciousness and recognize that for me, uh, the reality is there are basically a, an owner slash ruling class and the rest of us. Uh, uh, you know, and I, to be clear, just because you may be fortunate enough to have a 401k does not make you a member of the owning class. Uh, even if you have been fortunate enough uh, to, to, uh, to have a mortgage, uh, and be buying a house does not make you a member of the owner or ruling class. What makes you an owner of the owning or ruling class is if you are actually owning the means of production uh, that people that produce the goods and services that people need to be able to live. And that is a very, very small percentage. Hell, it's not even the 1%. It's the point one. uh, uh, uh it's a very small number. So I absolutely believe in discussing economic uh, class and class issues and the need to actually engage in that kind of uh, education. I believe in political education and study. I also believe in doing it through a popular education modality. You know, one of the things that I do and very proud of is that Mel Figueroa and I, another of my colleague and comrades, are doing movement school for revolutionaries. And I'll ask Michael O'Neill to please uh, put schoolforrev.org uh, into the comment section and I invite you, John, and anybody else to take a look there. Uh, and I think uh, what we'll probably do is have Mel back uh, uh, early on and let's talk about how we can actually continue to build a united front against both neo-fascism 
and neoliberalism uh, and building a class consciousness into the work that we do. Brandon writes in to ask, shouldn't we make a bigger push for ranked choice voting to give the Greens a chance at winning more elections? Brandon, uh, absolutely ranked choice voting and proportional representation. Uh, I'm so glad to see that ranked choice voting is getting so much play. Uh, and it's not, uh, uh, so I am a huge supporter as uh, I think most of the viewers and listeners know. Uh, if you're interested in learning more about how to support ranked choice voting or proportional representation, our good friends over at fairvote.org is the place to go. Uh, I know, of course, that we are seeing ranked choice voting get more and more attention. There's more and more interest in it. Uh, let's give a big shout out, of course, uh, where it's already being used in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and in uh, Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota, and in St. Paul. Uh, of course, uh, it's going to be implemented in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Uh, let's also acknowledge in Maine, uh, where the citizens voted it in using the initiative process. The sleazy members of the Maine legislature of both the Democratic and Republican Party leadership uh, did an end run around, but there are ordinary people who are gathering signatures to basically do a people's override veto uh, to implement it anyway. So I am absolutely positively uh, committed to continuing to support ranked choice voting and proportional representation. I think that we're already doing a lot uh, in it. And I also wanna take this opportunity to, to acknowledge the, the not only the work that Fair Vote and ordinary people are doing across the country, but also to acknowledge the fact that in California, uh, thanks to Greens and the Californians for Electoral Reform and Libertarians and Peace and Freedom and other election integrity activists, uh, we were able to get a bill introduced in California. It actually got all the way through the state assembly and the state senate. It was nothing more than a permissive use of ranked choice voting that would have allowed general law cities and counties to be able to choose if they wanted to use ranked choice voting and Democrat Governor Jerry Brown vetoed it. So those folks who are still members of the Democratic Party, I wanna put it on you and your party for killing the ability to have ranked choice voting to be able to allow progressives to work together at an election and during an election. And that's on you, Governor Brown, uh, and shame on you for that. It means, however, that in those chartered cities and those chartered counties, we continue, can continue and should continue uh, to work for ranked choice voting. Uh, but Governor Brown really did a disservice to all of us here in California. But that's a long way, Brandon, of saying absolutely yes. Uh, let's continue to push for ranked choice voting and proportional representation. And remember, for me, the best voting system is actually single transferable vote, where you can have both a preferential uh, ranked choice system and build in proportional representation into it. Eric Rydberg writes in to say, Susan Saran, oh, and, uh, Eric, I hope you heard the shout out that you got earlier uh, uh, for your Secretary of State run. Eric Rydberg writes in to say, Susan Sarandon and Rosa Clemente killed on Puerto Rico at the Golden Globes. People asking about Oprah as a Democratic 
presidential nominee, Lori Root Riley asking if we should recruit Susan Sarandon for president. Uh, so you there's a lot there. So what I'll say is this. Uh, I have heard about uh, that Rosa Clemente was one of Susan Sarandon's guests. Of course, uh, Rosa Clemente, the vice presidential nominee for the Green Party with Cynthia McKinney in 2008. Uh, so uh, I have never heard Rosa Clemente not be absolutely brilliant in her analysis of white supremacy, of colonialism, uh, 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 of capitalism. So uh, I haven't heard or seen it yet, but I'm not surprised that she didn't nail it on Puerto Rico or anything that she ever talks about. Uh, I also think it's interesting uh, uh, that uh, people are writing about Oprah as a Democratic Party presidential nominee. Look, I'm not a Democrat, so whatever the Democrats decide to do uh, is up to them. Uh, but this idea of, of Susan Sarandon is intriguing to me. Uh, the, the reality is this. Uh, the Green Party has a, a presidential nominating convention. In many states, we have primaries. So anybody who is interested uh, in trying to recruit anybody to seek the Green Party's presidential nomination you should be empowered to actually empower yourself to go to gp.org, take a look at our process, our primary process. It's not too early to be thinking about 2020. I am concentrating on 2018 to elect Greens at the local uh, and statewide level. So that's where I'm focusing. Sarah wants to give a shout out to Green Party candidate George Wolf running for Secretary of State in Indiana. That's fantastic news, uh, uh, Sarah. So uh, I am always uh, encouraged whenever there are Greens running for office. And Secretary of State at the statewide level is a beautiful uh, choice because it gives us a chance to talk about ranked choice voting and proportional representation. It gives us a chance to talk about election integrity and making sure that we have systems to count all of the ballots uh, and to make sure uh, that they're not being stolen. It also gives us a chance to talk about the need for uh, enfranchising people who are formerly incarcerated because that's a incredibly racist and classist way that the current ruling elites prevent people from being able uh, to cast their ballot. Oftentimes people don't know that they can in fact cast a ballot uh, uh, but uh, the Secretary of State is a beautiful uh, uh, office uh, to run for at this uh, 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 at, at at that level. Uh, Darlene Elias writes in to ask, "What do you think it's going to take to grow and unify the Green Party?" So I first want to lift up Darlene Elias, who's actually a member of the National Steering Committee of the Green Party of the United States, another Puerto Rican. Uh, she's actually from Massachusetts. And Darlene, I'm not being sycophantic with you, but I really want to lift you up because you're doing work at the national level. You're doing work at, in the Latinx uh, caucus. You're also very active with your local party and have run uh, for Holyoke City Council. So Darlene is actually modeling what I think it's going to take to grow and unify the Green Party, which is, as the uh, civil rights struggle used to often say, you get in where you fit in. Uh, and not everybody can do the multitasking that Darlene has done, you know, to run at the local level and be involved at the national level and in the, uh, she's involved in the Green Rainbow Party leadership. But I challenge everybody who's watching, and we know that there are literally going to be 
tens of thousands of you who watch this and hear this, I challenge you to get involved at some level. The second thing I want to say is we've got to push ourselves to have hard political conversations on the reality of white supremacy, the reality of patriarchy, the, uh, the reality of class oppression, but not to do it in a blame, shame kind of way, to actually recognize that we are all learning, that we're all in it together. So Darlene, like part of what I'm committed to doing is to the best of my ability, engaging in a respectful, comradely, loving way. And I do actually encourage us to try to talk about love and compassion in our political work, even as we are absolutely committed uh, to the revolutionary process and the revolutionary reality uh, that the Green Party's uh, four pillars actually represent. So, you know, I, do, I don't always do it as well as I, I wish I would, but as my mama and mama taught me, we are all better than the mistakes that we make. That means me. Uh, that means you, the viewer, you, the listener. Uh, we're all going to make mistakes. The question is not if we make them, uh, but, but what do we do with each other and how do we treat each other when mistakes get made? So if we could in, in, encourage ourselves and push ourselves to think that way, I think that's the way forward. Uh, JB writes in to say, we still need to get rid of the Electoral College and return democracy to our government with a majority truly make the decisions. Absolutely right. Uh, so I could not agree with you more. I am a believer in ab abolition of the Electoral College. Uh, there are two ways to think about that, uh, JD. One of them is a constitutional amendment. Uh, the other is something called the uh, compact. Uh, uh, and you should take a look at that there. That, and that is where states actually make a compact, uh, an agreement state by state to cast the Electoral College votes according to whoever wins the majority vote. Now, for me, I want to abolish the Electoral College. I think that we should elect a president using ranked choice voting in one national election. So that's what I think, and I would uh, be eager to try to build political momentum and education around that. Rico writes uh, in and says, I'm about done with Greens. So Rico, I wish you would say more because I don't know what that means. And Michael, I'd ask you to, I know we're coming to the end, but if you'd capture that, if or Rico, I'll also ask you, go to a greenwayforward.com, write in what you mean by that, uh, because I think that, that is uh, very important. Uh, to, to Like if there's somebody wanting to leave the Greens, I'd like to know why. I can't really react or respond intelligently to just I'm about done. Um, Terrence writes in to ask, when are we going to focus on getting a green into Congress? Over 130,000 greens in California alone, and I see no focus on helping a green win a congressional race. Why is this not a focus of our party? I guess what I would tell you is this, uh, uh, Terrence, that at this, at this moment, uh, there are several folks uh, seeking to get on the ballot in California. I want to uh, really lift up uh, Kenneth Mejia, Angelica Duenas, and Miguel Zuniga, uh, who are running very vibrant campaigns for Congress. Uh, you know, the reality, though, is that, that, that uh, you know, the, the, a congressional race, like I, I, I can talk about, I can send money, I can do social media, 
uh, for congressional uh, races, uh, but there's not likely to be, uh, there's not going to be, a, 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 you know, a, in every district, a, a great green uh, running. So uh, it's not a focus because there haven't been enough people who have actually wanted to make that their focus. For me, I'm focusing uh, on local politics. There is a California assembly race that I'm actually super excited about. So Rico Stone writes in to say, we are tired of being put in the back of the bus and it's not good for attracting us African liberation movement, Ajamu Baraka. So Rico, uh, that, like, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, uh, it's worth pointing out that uh, Ajamu Baraka is still actively engaged with the Green Party. Uh, you know, uh, I, uh, you know, if it has been your experience that the Green Party is putting you on the back of the bus, then I'd like to figure out uh, where that experience is, what local or state party that is, and try to rectify that problem. Uh, you know, and I don't mean that in a defensive way. I mean that in a very concrete way. What has been your experiencing? How can we actually solve that at either the local or the state level? Uh, and that is one of the ways, back to Darlene's uh, sort of point about how are we going to grow and unify the party, is to have candid conversations. Uh, if you are experiencing uh, being put in the back of the bus uh, and not making uh uh, uh, African liberation and empowerment uh, part of your lived experience in the Green Party, then let's have that conversation. So I do also uh, want to uh, acknowledge that I'd like to hear from Michael O'Neill, who is not only the executive producer, but really a collaborator here on A Green Way Forward, giving you plenty of lead time, Michael, to get your mic live and ready to ask if you've heard anything uh, either from me or uh, on the live stream that you wanted to comment on. Uh, no, David, uh, just uh, was just putting in our, our website link again at agreenwayforward.com to make sure that everyone gets that. And, you know, we have a lot of exciting ideas about new ways of presenting the show and distributing the show. And the best way to stay up to date on that as those develop is to sign up for our email list on that. And that way we're not dependent on Facebook to reach you and uh, looking forward to an exciting 2018. All right, so I'm gonna repeat that as well. Go to the website, agreenwayforward.com. Sign up with your email, uh, first and last name. Tell us how do you prefer to get this, live video, video after broadcast, or the audio podcast. I'm also gonna challenge and invite and plead with you to however you're getting a Green Way Forward, share this with family and friends and people within your circle. Uh, so uh, at this, I want to thank again, executive producer Michael O'Neill uh, for the work that he does on this program. I want to thank you, both the viewer slash listener, uh, for participating uh, in this. And remember that the Green Way Forward is a commitment to building a nonviolent, independent, revolutionary political party we believe that we the people have the power, we just have to exercise it. Peace.